Good day, everyone. This is uh, another podcast by Joanne LaRock, and I am interviewing my hubby again, my husband, Mike LaRock, and we are going to talk about his grandparents. As you could probably hear in the background, you could hear the robins singing. Listen to that. Singing away. They're so happy today (laughs) because we had a nice bunch of rain that happened last night and uh, we really needed it. And uh, on our back deck, we can see the sun peeking through the the bush uh, and trees behind our our yard. And then beyond that, we're on Whitson Lake uh, in Valcaran, which is part of, kind of considered part of Northern Ontario, but it's a beautiful sunny day, July 9th, uh, 2023. So we're going to talk about Mike's grandparents and it's ironic because at one time, before we even knew each other, I lived with my grandparents for about a year uh, because where my parents lived, it was a small uh, Ontario Hydro community and there wasn't any schools. So I lived with my grandparents and I had a wonderful experience. I loved it. <clears throat> Mike also lived with his grandparents. So maybe uh, you could take it away, Mike, and just talk about uh, when you live with your grandparents and why did you leave your parents home to live with them for a brief while? Um, no, the reason I, I live with them is because after I, uh, I left school, um, I found a job at, a, at the sawmill uh, in the town of Field, Ontario, where my parent, my grandparents lived. This was before you worked <clears throat> at CP Rail. Yeah, before I worked at CP Rail. So briefly, you yeah live like with your grandparents to work at the sawmill and field Ontario yeah, it was my second job prior to that uh, from the fall to the winter of that of uh, uh, the previous year I worked for a contractor a building contractor and then uh, come the spring I got a job for uh, the field lumber company which is uh, a sawmill that was actually pretty well right in town. Uh, by the Sturgeon River. Anyways, I lived, I, I stayed with my grandparents. And now the town of Field, where my grandparents uh, were living, uh, I'd say at the time, proper, probably half of the population, maybe more, uh, was related to me, both on my my dad's side and my mom's side. So the Laroque? side for your dad and the obey side for your mom's side for my mom yeah okay and like i said it was all people that came from originally the uh, the same area from the ottawa valley from a, an area called uh, Kalibogie, uh and also from uh, uh, the quebec side duliviad and all that uh, where a lot of the relatives came from Anyways, I, I lived there from um, uh, the spring to, I'd say, about the fall. Uh, what year? Mo- mostly the, the summer months. Uh, that would be probably, excuse me, <clears throat> I'd say um, uh, 1970. Okay. I believe it was. Yeah, and I really, it was really nice living with my parents. Uh, my grandparents, they're, uh, 
You called yeah. them Mamere and Papere. Mamere and Papere, yeah. Grandpa and Grandma Mamere Papere for uh, Grandpa and uh, Mamere for, for Grandma. How many children did they have themselves? Um, yesterday I mentioned they had 10. They had 10. So mm. were any of their children still living with them when you, their, uh, one of your, when you moved in with them, one of their grandchildren? Uh, yeah, they, uh, there was uh, three of my uh, my uncles, my, three of my dad's brothers still. Who were, who were they? Um, Uncle Marcel, um, Uncle Jacques, and Uncle Yvon. Yvon. So when you moved in with them, where did you stay? Did they have a big house in <laughs> in field where they had all these ten children? Well, there wasn't ten. Well, at first when the uh, they raised their own children. Um, they lived on the a small, well, a farm. Um, in Feel, on on uh, the end of uh, La Rock Street. Okay, so you have there's a street named after yeah, your your yeah. grandparents, yeah. La Rock Street. La Rock Street. And so when you moved in with them, were they still living in the farm? No, they had um, uh, bought a house. They had sold the. Um, the farm <clears throat> to my uh, godfather and go godmother, um, and they had moved, bought a, a little house in town, and uh, moved in, moved into town. Was that is that farmhouse still standing to this day? No, it's not. Um, I'd say a year or two after the uh, they sold and moved into town, uh, the house burned down. Oh, that's too bad. So you worked at the sawmill. What did you do? About how old were you? Oh, um, that summer I just had turned uh, 16 years old. 16 years old. You were mm. done with school by then. <laughs> uh, and I then, guess so. <laughs> so what was your job occupation at the sawmill in Field, Ontario? Well, I'd done many jobs for the first part when I first started working there uh, I was working in the lumber yard myself and another young man was it's, it piling wood or well we were sorting and piling lumber yeah okay mm. so would you mind well first of all where were your grandparents born were they born in the uh, town of field or no no uh, my grandfather uh, was born he always said darling township which is now uh, Calaboogie, which is, uh, I, I'd say, about an hour west of uh, uh, the city of Ottawa. And what about Ontario. your grandmother? My grandmother was born in Trout Creek, uh, New York State, USA. Okay. Were your other grandparents living in the town of Field? On your mother's side? Yes, my um, uh, on my on the Obey side. Yeah, they lived in uh, on the farm just out of uh, Field, Ontario. And what were their names? Uh, Josepho and Mary Louise uh, Obey. Obey. Okay. What were what was Mary Mary Louise's uh, maiden name? Uh, Forgette. Forget. Mary Louise Forget. And what was your uh, grandmother, your mamere's name, her maiden name before she married your grandfather, your papere? Uh, 
Oh, I'm the Rockside Emiot. Um, the family name was Emiot. Okay, what was her first name? Sadie. Sadie. So uh, when spelled you. Spelled S A D I E. S A D I E. Sadie. I -E. Okay, so living with your Mamere Prepare while you were working at the uh, the sawmill, how much money did you make back then per <laughs> hour? Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was very hard work, and I was making a a dollar seventy four an hour. My goodness, but I'm sure you enjoyed it. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> you like to work hard, so I'm, yeah, you loved it. That's family tradition. And so let's. Talk about your Mamere Prepare. What were some of the funny things or interesting things? Didn't she used to cut tobacco for your yeah. Mamere Prepare? <laughs> yeah. Prepare. And how much did they smoke? <laughs> prepare, well, he smoked. Uh, we always said when we were kids that Prepare should have been born. The good Lord should have put a chimney on his head because he never stopped smoking from the time <laughs> he got up till the time he went to bed. And then he'd get up in the middle of the night to... Uh, uh, to light up the stove, the wood stove, to keep the house warm, and he's smoking then too, so he never stopped really smoking. And how long did he live? <laughs> well, Papier smoked all his life, as far as I know, from a very young age till he was 94 years old. 94. <clears throat> now, what about your grandmother, your mamere? Didn't she roll his own cigarettes or? Well, just... yeah, she, she also smoked, uh, not as much as Papier, but she smoked quite a bit. And uh, she used to roll uh, hand rollers cigarettes. And she'd also roll them for prepare too because he's a bit shaky. So prepare smoked the pipe and cigarettes. And what do you mean she hand rolled them? Or something about cutting the tobacco leaves? Oh, cutting the tobacco leaves. That, that The tobacco leaves was for the pipe. So instead of buy, buying uh, a pack or a pouch of tobacco, which he did not like because it's, I guess, smelled too sweet for him. Um, did buy the um, the tobacco actually at the grocery store. Tobacco leaves. Yeah, tobacco oh leaves. My goodness. It was in the tied up, like a bunch of long tobacco leaves tied up together. Okay. And um, Mamere had a kind of a cutting board, the same thing as a paper cutter, and she'd be chopping. She'd be chopping the, the, the tobacco in pieces for him. So she'd be uh, chopping the tobacco leaf the into pieces? And then putting it in a, a, a tobacco uh, uh, container with a top on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, He had that beside his rocking chair and, uh, and I, I don't know, maybe... A, that was for his pipe. For his pipe. He had about a half a dozen pipe or more around that, that container for the tobacco. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. And then uh, the cigarettes, they would, she would put those pieces of tobacco leaves cut no, up. No, it, no. How did she do that? Tobacco leaf was for the pipe only. Oh, okay. And it was very <laughs> strong smelling. I'm going to tell you a little story after that because it, I just thought of it. And then the, it did buy uh, export or player's tobacco in the pouch. Mm -hmm. That was for cigarettes. Okay, what's the little story? The little story about the, the, the pipe tobacco. Mamere <clears throat> uh, Prepare always had, uh, you know, a couple of cats and dogs and whatever. And, in the house? Well, the, usually a cat and a dog in the house. Okay. A little, not a big dog, a small mm -hmm. dog. So Prepare had a um, an older uh, 
female cat, and she always has had kittens steady, it seems. So we went there one time, and and uh, we'd go there every couple of weeks, kind of thing, you know. And uh, the, 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 his cat, and her name was Girl. <laughs> it um, uh, the same kind of cat. It looked exactly like our daughter's cat, Chanel's, which is uh, pumpkin. Pumpkin, which is like, what kind of cat again? Calico. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. It's a very, Anyways, uh, yeah. the same kind of cat, same look. So prepare anything I asked him for. If I didn't get it that time I went there, he'd give it to me the next time. But he had that cat for a long time, and I really loved the old, the old cat. So I asked her for his cat for girl. <laughs> he couldn't say no, but he couldn't say yes. But he says, you know what? She said, look at the babies, like the baby kittens. Mm-hmm. And there was one that looked exactly like the mother, the same striped color. And So the next time I went, he gave me a cat, brought the cat home. And not too, too long after uh, that poor little thing, well, half the time it was outside even at our house. So it was wor- full of fleas. So I noticed that. And anyways, we went to my grandfather for the weekend. The cat, our cat stayed home. So... I told him about the fleas. He said, okay, before you go, let me know. I'm going to give you something to for the cat, for the fleas. So he gives me, before we left, a, a couple of uh, leaf, tobacco leaves oh. for his pipe. So you're relating the tobacco yeah, to the cat. That's and the right. That's okay. Right. <laughs> and he said, he says, once you get home, he said, take a, a pail. And he said, put the tobacco leaves in there and, and, and with water. Let it soak for three, four days. Then he says, wash your cat with it. Oh. So, okay. And he says, that's going to kill the fleas or get rid of the fleas. So that's what I do, you know. And that's, that water was just, the color was dark brown. So so I didn't know. You know, I'm just a young kid, maybe eight, nine, ten years old. I don't know. So instead of just taking a rag and soaking it and wiping the cat with it, I gave the cat a good wash, and really, uh, I thought my kitten was gonna die because but it did. It survived, but thank God. But uh, it's as if it had been poisoned. Like yeah. I didn't know the difference. I, you know. So you was, should have just washed it instead of just just use a rag and dampen, you know, the rag and just. But the, the kitten survived, yeah. and did the fleas go away? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> the fleas went away. Yeah. So Poison when you walked into your Mimer and Prepare's house, uh, when you lived there with that many people smoking with your Mimer and Prepare, and I'm sure some of your uncles, boy, um, what was it like in there? Was it filled with smoke or well, so the, much for secondhand smoke? Yeah, <laughs> there was a blue haze like a cloud about halfway from the floor to the ceiling. Oh my goodness! And it, it was like that steady. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody smoked. Everybody yeah. smoked. Every time we went there, my mom would get sick because well, my mom never I smoked. Too, sure. Never smoked. But everybody else did. And my uncles and aunts would come and visit, and they'd all smoke. So. <laughs> that's the way it was. That's the way it was. In the sixties, seventies. <clears> yeah. Mm. yeah. And what about your mamere? Was she? 
quite the baker? Or? Oh, she was amazing. It's like it was nothing fancy. It wasn't a fancy cook. And didn't she, when she asked for someone to pick up groceries for her, tell us that story. Well, I, I'm going to say I, I, I've went for groceries, get groceries for her myself. And most of the time, she would call uh, the store and get her groceries, uh, give them the order, and they, they'd send the groceries to, to the house, to the farm, by taxi. Nobody drove except my, you know, nobody had a car. So that's what they did. After they moved into town and I worked there, one time she says, oh, I've got to get, gotta get some groceries. So I says, well, I'll go, I'll go for you, my marriage. It's not that far. So she gave me a list. Well, my marriage prepared could not read and write. He didn't know how. Mm-hmm. But Mamera had devised her own way of making a grocery list. So she made little pictures like flour, sugar, with with a, a couple of the, the letters. Well, I knew what it what it meant, but it was so nice. It was so cute to see. It's too bad you didn't save that yeah, grocery yeah. list. Yeah, no, I never thought of it. So yeah. she drew pictures. She drew pictures. Why didn't they? Uh, were, why didn't they go to school? Well, as far as prepare the story goes, like there's a, there's a book. Uh, he was born in eighteen. He was born in in eighteen ninety three, July twelfth, eighteen ninety three. So t- today he would be in a couple of days from now on July twelfth. He would have he'd be one hundred and thirty years old. <laughs> so yeah. But why didn't he and your mamere go to school? Well. Mm. They had moved from Calaboogie, uh, prepared, that is, and his, his father and his, his grandfather. And they all moved to the town of Field. Uh, I'd say it would be about, he was five years old, so it would be about 1898 uh, or something like that. So he was five years old. They were far from school because the f- school was kind of in town. Anyways, we always said that Pepe went to school for about three days before he, he quit school. Because, <laughs> he, no, he didn't. He went to work instead. Well, he was too young. Like, he didn't go to school. Oh, okay. So he, he, in the wintertime, it was too far away, too cold, too far away from, 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 this, from town. So he probably stayed home and helped his parents. Yeah, that's right. At around very, the farm. Very young age, yeah. And, and then what about your mare? Well... The mayor, I guess she was, uh, she moved to Canada. Uh, she was uh, 16 years old, I believe it was. And her mother, like her father had passed away a few years before. She didn't and, go to uh, school in the States when she was living there? Not that New I York know State? of. Not that I know of. They didn't okay. go to... They might have lived on a farm too yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. and then, then when they moved, she moved to Canada... Uh, my great-grandmother married um, an older guy uh, in, in the town of River Valley. And I think she was, after, she was 16 years old, so she didn't go to school. Yeah, so they, they didn't know how to read and write. And what about cooking? And So you'd get, you would get the groceries or someone else with wood. And so what kind of foods did you have? Well, first of all, so a typical mo- French Canadian family living yeah. in in a farm, <laughs> in the um, bush somewhere. Yeah, um, the mayor always made homemade bread. 
Prepare never ate a slice of bread in his life. I don't think he ever ate a, a, a slice of bread. Uh, unless it was like homemade. A, unless it was homemade. I, I made a slice of Yeah, unless it was homemade. And she made the best bread. And also... So it would uh, be 365 and, days a year she'd be yeah. making bread. I think it was on Mondays or Tuesdays was her, her day for baking bread. And I bet you she must have made about 20 breads. And she had two um, uh, metal garbage cans in her kitchen that was lined with white uh, cotton kind of thing. And that's where she kept her bread. Oh, my goodness. Well, and there was no refrigerator. There was no oh, they didn't have a re refrigerator. Well, not for a while. Not at, at, at the first when I was a kid. And then what other foods did she Oh, she made pies. and baker. <laughs> Oh, she was amazing at making pies and that kind of dessert. And um, the rest is regular, like regular food. Uh, Chicken. Meat and, meat and potatoes. Meat and, and potatoes. Uh, yeah. It's a, I think a lot of, like I don't remember what exactly what it was, but I think... Uh, you ate well when you oh, were yeah, there? Oh, yeah. Very well. What were their characters like? Were they happy people, even though they, oh, very they much. didn't have much in their lives? Yeah. What were the, what were their personalities like? That were is the most fondest memories for you? Well, Mamere was just a, she. She looked like Mrs. Claus, like Santa <laughs> Claus's wife. Aww. She was giggly and happy, and uh, uh, the most loving, caring person I don't think I've ever met. Like she couldn't get a better. Character. So, where was she very affectionate? Well, oh, well in her own way, yes. Uh, uh, we knew how much she loved it, all her grandchildren and her children. And uh, yeah. What about your prepare? What was he like? Didn't he get you to like give you a nickel or something? <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> well, prepare. To do something. Prepare was, was a funny character. Either he was very quiet. He, he was very gentle, um, unless he had a few drinks. <laughs> that, then he'd be a different character. Anyways, I was... He was never mean, though. No, he was no, 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 no. Different no. character different. mean. He liked to tease. Okay. He liked to tease and, and whatnot and laugh. And, um, I was his little toughie. Like what I was, do you mean by that, little well, toughie? You well, know, even at a very young age... I, I liked uh, I was I was fighting with my older brother, which was four years older than me, and uh, uh, rough and tumble like a little boy, like a tough little kid. So what what would your prepare do? Well, he, he just the way I was, I, I, I you know I was from the time I started talking. He he used to uh, uh, actually when he was drinking, not when he was sober, to make me say some. One or two swear words, and just the way I said it, he'd laugh. They'd all laugh. They'd all laugh the way I was saying it. So he'd so, give you a nickel? Oh, yeah, I'd give you a, a nickel or a dime or a penny or something like that. And you'd swear. How old were you, four? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I wasn't very old, I guess. Three or four, I'd have to ask my and mom. And didn't he want you to fight your brother? Oh, yeah. He'd, he'd give me a, a, a nickel, and he'd say, Go fight with your brother. Go, go, go fight with your brother. Oh, he sounds so go, mischievous. Go, go box with your brother. 
And what would you do? Well, I guess I'd do it. I, I don't for know. the nickel. For the nickel, but that what was my... What would your brother Dennis say? Well, poor Dennis. Like he's, he's as old as I am by four years. I mean, he, he didn't want to hurt me. I was his baby brother kind of thing. <laughs> but <laughs> your prepare would lead you to do that. Very mischievous, yeah. He's and what sweat. about uh, an uncle wanting you... You wanted popsicles or something. Oh, yeah. My, my dad's uh, uh, older brother... Um, a lot of times when we'd go, we'd, we'd leave his hills out and pack up the car and the whole family and we'd go to my grandparents and we'd be there for, let's say, for the weekend. It didn't take very long that we'd come out of the car and my... No seatbelts back then. No, no. So no eight kids in the back of your parents' yeah, car. Yeah, they didn't exist, the seatbelts that I remember anyways. Mm -hmm. So he'd say, you want to go for a ride? You want to go into town? What uncle was this? Uncle Roly. Okay. Yeah, uh, Roly. Uh -huh. And he'd say, uh, you want to go for a popsicle? Well, he was my favorite uncle, like, you know. <laughs> and uh, I remember an old uh, black Ford Coupe. Uh, I don't know what year it was. It was probably between the 35 and the 45, I guess. I don't know. With big padded seats. And I remember... So you were just a kid, so this would be in the late fifties. Oh, <laughs> yeah, late late fifties. Yeah, maybe uh, yeah. Around there, fifty-eight, fifty-nine, I'd say. So uh, he'd start the old car, and he, like it didn't even start with a an ignition. He somehow I think he crossed the wires because he'd opened the hood or whatever he did, and he'd start that old Ford, and it was just fire up, and the way we go into town in the. Um, you know, from there to the house to the town, it was all gravel. It was all gravel road then, even in town. And uh, he'd turn on that radio and what would come on? Hank Williams, stuff <laughs> like you're cheating, hard, hey, good looking. You know what? It stayed in my, my memory, and I, till this day, that's some of the songs that I, that I do when I perform for uh, the seniors and people in the... In the uh, you know. So when this uncle would bring you to the store... He'd, he'd bring me to the restaurant. And, oh, the restaurant. Yeah, it was a restaurant. So he wouldn't bring any of the other kids. He just no, brought you. No, me. You were his favorite. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing, and he'd, he'd get some giggles. And uh, we go into that restaurant. It was an old restaurant like, with a flat roof. It looked like something uh, out, of the, uh, out of a cowboy movie. And we'd go in there and... Uh, uh, I remember, like the, it was like a, a big bar, and, and the, uh, the the owner, whoever was there, was behind the counter, and then there was uh, uh, bar stools kind of thing, and and uh, uh, the different booths where people sit to eat and whatever. So we'd sit on the bar stool, and he'd say, "So what do you want?" And I was shy. I was shy to talk, so. I, I, he'd asked me two or three times, I said, then I'd answer, a tickle. A tickle? A what, he say? <laughs> a tickle. A tickle. <laughs> well, he knew what I meant, because, it, you know, this went on every and time we went. Right? He, he probably he, he meant the popsicle. So you meant a popsicle. A popsicle, but, but it might have been only four or five. Oh, I don't know. Say, I couldn't say popsicle. You couldn't say popsicle, being a French background. Yeah, so, so you he, would say a tickle. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, but you know, and young. So he probably so laughed. And he'd laughed. start laughing, and the guy behind the counter did laugh. Did have a just a 
field day with you. Field day with me and the pickle. <laughs> Sometimes I know I had more than one pickle. I had two, and then you'd laugh. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we, we, we'd go back home, and it, it was kind of a routine. Every, it just many times we went there, I remember going to town for a tickle. Oh, that's so yeah. great. And didn't yeah. your um, Mamere Papere also enjoy your sister's singing? Didn't they? Didn't Manik go on a chair or something? Oh yeah, well, saying they'd give her a nickel for oh, to sing yeah. for everybody. Oh yeah, she was. She was just, your younger sister. Yeah, and she was a little tiny, little tiny thing. And uh, they'd say, Manik, you want to sing? Uh, what's the name of the Nancy Sinatra? These boots are made walk for walking. So they they pick her up and she'd be standing on the chair, a kitchen table chair. And she started dancing and singing, these boots are made for walking. Well, that, that you know, all my uncle and aunts, like I said, we, we'd be there. They'd all come in from their homes to visit and bring the cousins and, you know, it's <laughs> kind of party time. And that's, a, that's the large French-Canadian family for you. So Monique would perform, and she might have been, what, oh, two or three years old? Well, she wasn't very old. I, I don't know. Like and I she know. was performing for all the relatives standing yeah. on a chair yeah. in the kitchen, probably. Yeah, in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. small little house. Yeah. Well, the farmhouse. Farm <laughs> What great memories. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for talking about your Mamere Prepare. I always love to hear those stories, and our, our kids do too. So now we have it recorded on a podcast, and I'm sure you miss them. Oh, yes. I think about them all the time, yeah. 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 And they've been gone for a long time. You know. Yeah, when did your Mamere Prepare pass? Well, I believe Prepare was uh, 1987, 88. And Mamere two years later. Yeah. Well, pretty well when I first met you, in nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah. She Mamere must have passed. missed her husband. Oh, I'm sure she did. Yeah, and she, she used to make his own drinks as well. I remember. Oh, everything like she took care of him like a baby. Preparing that, and I don't even remember him making himself a cup of coffee. You know, he didn't. No, Mamere would have to make it. And he didn't like anybody else that would make him, uh, say, a cup of coffee or... Brandy or something? Oh, the, yeah. Well, the brandy, <laughs> that was his medicine. <laughs> oh, his medicine. My great-grandmother used to have yeah. brandy, and that was her medicine, a little shot of that every day. I remember uh, my dad telling me that. Him, it was two or three shots a day, and that what it was is a glass, and there was so much brandy in it, and she'd beat an egg in there. Mm -hmm. a raw egg, plus there was a bit of sugar, a bit of this, a bit of that, and that was, well, the doctor told him to do that. That was his tonic, but he'd have it, uh, yeah, any time that somebody would go, uh, me and him would have a couple of drinks, because be, just like my dad. My dad was the same way. Mm -hmm. You didn't go there without coming out of their, their house without having at least a couple of drinks, two, three drinks. So there was still yeah, a lot so. of drinking, but no one was a uh, Wow. Bad drunk. No, no, no. They weren't bad drunk. And there was some uh, moonlighting or moonshining or <laughs> something that went on in that little town of field back then. Oh, yeah, there was moonshining and there was uh, uh, also bootleggers. <laughs> the, my my grandparents' neighbor uh, to the house in town was a bootlegger. And it was a, he was a bootlegger all his life. I don't think the guy ever had a, a regular job. And before him, his mother was a bootlegger. So, 
There was about three or four bootleggers in town. So there was no shortage of booze. No, bootleggers <laughs> and hotel. And, and hotels. And the field hotel, yeah. Well, there you go. <clears throat> well, this wraps up this podcast, and it was uh, beautiful to hear you talk about your Mamere Prepare, La Rock, and uh, thank you for sharing, Mike. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for listening, audience, and we hope that you have a, a wonderful day and cherish the ones that you are close with and love and because uh, after they go, that's all you'll have are, are the memories. So take care. Have a wonderful day. Bye now. <laughs>